0: if you had to pitch wearables to them and someone in passing on their way to they had to go they're like hey by the way should i get some sort of wearable what do you think
1: i break it down into categories
0: hello beautiful people and welcome back to the show we're gonna talk about something so many people buy on black friday to cyber monday we're talking about fitness wearables and rob is here to help me
1: like why would someone even buy a fitness wearable i mean i i just hold my phone in my hand
0: me too. did super. you have the headphones going all the way up and like the string and one would fall out and it was a nightmare
1: things are raining at my back i would say a true wearable doesn't even have a display like you see the like or ring or a whoop or a chest heart rate strap you're wearing something, and you literally don't even get access to the data until you go to another device. I think it depends on what purpose you want it to serve. The uh, smartwatches are notoriously bad fitness trackers because <laughs> they don't. I mean, the charge doesn't often last twenty-four to thirty-six hours.
0: That's actually a really good point because this is something I don't think people realize until after they've already bought their first one, and it's a shame because usually
1: because you're a person all the time, and if you're trying to, <laughs> try to make your sleep or your breathing or any of those metrics if it's you know if you have to charge it every day the likelihood that it doesn't make it back onto your wrist or the likelihood that it's dead on your wrist for an extended period it goes back to why i originally got one there are things that are harder to track track or you're guessing about Just wanted something that i didn't have to charge but i'm interested in trends so it's trend step trend i mean every most people would get a lot of value out of knowing their step trend. Pretty sure I just saw a thing the other day where Apple beefed their next watch up. might be the Ultra only, but like the more premium model is going to have even more sleep track and more heart-based measurement tools, which is pretty Do cool. Do
0: you have any idea what they actually did to it? I don't know anything about the actual technology there.
1: No, but also don't know that they tell people on one of those things.
0: So it's like proprietary? I
1: have a client who's doing a sleep study through the university and that's all it says and apple is one of the companies that's being delivered through right like proprietary measurement techniques algorithms
0: okay so they don't tell you most of the time which actually makes a ton of sense for the technology development you know race i I guess
1: (laughs) i think the specs are known like they'll say what type of heart rate monitor it is but it's nice to i don't push that hard when it says yeah and then the sleep is nice too because you can think like oh my eyes closed for seven hours but you might not know that, you know, Heather has 147 disturbances <laughs> per night, right? Like if you've never done a sleep study, it's, I mean, it's just, that's what it is. It's a cheap sleep study. It's a cheap way of knowing roughly how active you are per day where you assume your scale is correct with the chances that it's calibrated or great. And then you also assume that the weights that you're lifting at the gym are also when most manufacturers have some stated margin of error that, you know, the more you're lifting, the more likely that is to be all, but it doesn't really matter if you use the same tools. Every day. That's the same thing with the watch, right? Like the watch could say your heart rate is whatever, but if your resting heart rate is trending down or if your time asleep is trending up, right? Those are good things, even if it's not hundred percent accurate,
0: right? It's just comparing against the same thing. So
1: like what is important? Probably some sleep data. And then your stress slash activity ratio. That's it. And you could probably do that with, but the cool part about them is that's what they, do.
0: we know that these metrics may not be exactly what they need to be. They can use them despite that doesn't work unless they use them. Let's talk about it. You need to enact change when you receive this data back. In order for any single dime you spent on any of these trackers to be worth it. So keep that in mind that just telling you doesn't mean anything. Maybe though. Okay. Hit me with it.
1: The number of people whose jaws hit the floor when I say it, that they could take like 20,000 steps to lose weight, even just knowing that might make you-
0: What Do what head. though? Walk a little. Take action. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the second thing. You need both. Yeah, for sure. So you proved my point. Thank you very much. That's the end <laughs> of the show. Everybody no. one.
1: Yeah. Well, the real thing is much like anything you want a wearable, you're going to wear forever, right? Like most people throw away
0: my, okay. So I have a pet rabbit. She's a miniature rabbit. She runs the household. The dog is terrified over it. You can hear the dog getting up right now. It's because she's moving away from the rabbit. We were just going to, Oh action versus inaction. Give some people your actual advice that you give to your clients when they're like, okay, what the fuck do I do with this information? There's so much of it.
1: Well, that's the big one. There's so much. Narrow it down. Cool. Like any goal set, you get to pick one in a perfect world. Three, if you're bored, just know that one is better and just try and improve it. So you, you, yeah, you open a dashboard, you probably have a dozen or two dozen things. Just pick three that align most to your goals. And and we talk about it all the time. Steps, sleep, and some sort of activity are probably the big levers.
0: Let's do a ready, rapid fire. I'm going to give you a list of goals. You're going to tell me what metric you feel is the most important to pay attention to for that goal. Well, cool. recovery. Sleep. Muscle gain.
1: Yeah, you, you don't need to watch.
0: I would say sleep.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you don't need to watch. <laughs> no, but out of the things <laughs> you're saying, muscle gain is the least supported by it. Ironically, muscle gain is not about date.
0: That's actually that's a crazy point. Maybe we'll do an episode on that in the future. So, performance goal of any kind, getting stronger, competing.
1: I mean, especially with a better watch, you want to keep track of what owns your and how much of it. Right? So, it, like it'll be chalked up as whatever activity or stress or strain or something. But knowing the ratio of your stress and literally how much your longevity. Probably, well, from a wearable, probably resting heart rate.
0: Endurance.
1: Distance. or
0: uh, What are the zones?
1: They're made up so that any uh, person could... Activity minutes grouped into four, roughly, four or five, essentially intensity measurements. One being walking through the hallway, five being this isn't going to last much longer or like you start to see spots type intensity.
0: There's big, big hype around zone training right now. Give us your elevator pitch on it and how seriously should people with basic health and longevity goals? Obviously, if you're training for something, it makes it very different. Basic health. How seriously should people take it? There's a lot out there right now. And so have you seen this in your algorithm sphere?
1: It's huge. I mean, we did zone two for like a year and a half. people are really talking about zone one again. And then, you know, pendulum will swing and people like, yep, go fast, whatever. But it's big. I, it's just the same as if you track intensity minutes or steps, right? Like you get a bunch of intensity, minutes, if we go, steep a bunch of zone one and two work, take a lot of steps.
0: The takeaway from that for me is just move. Like, I've never had to take it more seriously than that with even my clients that have, like, serious health risks. I've never needed to specify zones in a super rigid way to anybody to get them out of even the more serious situation. How do you?
1: I mean, they have value. They do have value. What's the value? Tell me that. It's good for it to be objective, right? Like, for 10-ish, more now, crazy, years, people have said... I eat enough protein. Almost everyone who says that is wrong. They just don't know that yet or they're lying and that's okay. But like the same, right. People think they take a lot of steps. I mean, how many people have you talked to? I know I can think of two or three. Oh, I, I, whatever, like steps. I'm not worried. And then they do. And you're, you're horrified. You're like, statistically you are dead. Like you're under whatever you're under 3,800 steps a day. Like your time is up. Like, and it's, it's hard because people can be really hard workers in the gym, but also park in front of the door and park us in front of the door, like,
0: and then park in front of the door at the office.
1: This yeah, like, it.
0: and it sucks, dude. Because I I talk about this a lot in especially like I feel like if you follow me on Instagram or anything where I do like short form videos, it is inherently harder for some people to hit these metrics we're talking about, especially the important ones like steps and sleep, because you have kids and you are a shift worker. You have whatever. The bottom line is it doesn't fucking matter. And that sucks. It sucks to hear. It literally doesn't matter. You have to play the cards you're dealt because it's the only thing that's going to keep you playing. And it's not fun or friendly to think about. But unfortunately, it's so, so important. You do not make an excuse as to why you do not hit the more basic ones like sleep, like steps, like the ones we keep harping on over and over. Because it, it, you can't. You can't afford to. Your health will at some point just make itself a priority. And well before we get there, these very basic things, on a watch or not, your body doesn't care if it shows up on your wrist, you have to make time for them. If you can get 5,000, 7,500 steps a day, you really are doing yourself a favor. And it's worth the time. And it's worth parking farther away. And it, it is worth all of that. What are some things they can pop into their day very, very easily that don't take a lot of brain power and or time?
1: I mean, annoying advice, but just live like people live before you had electrical outlet, right? Like you might actually walk to go get food or after you eat food, you probably aren't stimulated when the sun goes down or not like credibly stimulated when the sun goes down.
0: What does that mean?
1: It means like don't watch a thriller movie and then go to bed or, like, try to win a video game or, I don't know, like, anything exciting whatsoever I And mean, with your new tracker, watch your heart rate go up. Like, that's a no-no after the sun mm-hmm. goes down, right? Like, the sun goes down, it's time to be fairly chill.
0: hmm Lights go down, sun goes down.
1: Or, I mean, right now it's dark 20 hours a day, but, like, there should be some ramp down that occurs probably four to six hours before you put
0: if you had a bajillion dollars and no loyalty to the Garmin, would you just continue to use it? Would you use something else? Tell us a little bit about why you like it, if you would stick with it.
1: I mean, I like it because I charge it once or twice a month, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. I can load music onto it if I want to for runs, which is cool. It, just having heaps of technology presents it in a very simple, right? So like,
0: that's really important, I think, is user friendliness.
1: Sends you a weekly and a monthly summary and asks for them from clients. And my clients who wear them will sometimes even forget to send it. But they'll also just be like, I never looked at this. It's like multiple, multiple pages. We're talking, out of like, sight,
0: out of mind, Yeah, too. the
1: monthly one is like 20 pages. And they try. I mean, they do. They draw trend lines, which are adorable, and it's colored. But like, it's a lot of data.
0: Especially for a person with no experience interpreting it, it's okay.
1: I mean, it's you would probably figure it out because they literally like stoplight color code it. But at the same time,
0: I it's not really will you figure it out? I trust that they'd figure yeah, it out. It's
1: I more to you fucking well, want These things are not like that, which is crazy. It's
0: actually super true. So talk about user friendliness, Garmin compared to other things, like in a very basic sense. I mean, if the they're watch, not great with tech, yeah,
1: it's why people. It's why I see heaps of Apple watches because like that's their whole thing they make it cooler than Mm -hmm. other people and they make it easy to use
0: same interface as your phone it's like
1: the garmin on wrist is a night i mean i've had it for over a year and a half sometimes i can't figure out how to turn it like it's crazy and i mean that I think we're just (laughs) getting
0: old as fuck. I think like we're no no longer, we're like, even we have trouble with it. And they're like, what are they talking about? There are a million. I'll admit
1: I'm part of the problem, but (laughs) one of the things online, like Garmin is a lot. They intimidate their customer base. They're trying to get after the like similar to the whoop crowd, but you know, not gigantic on your wrist, but yeah, easy to use is important. Apple wins out there. It's incredibly easy to use going back to your infinite money. I'd probably get the newest Apple Ultra because that's what it's trying to compete with Garmin and I would love for it to be even easier to use. That'd be awesome.
0: So that's the one downfall about the Garmin. So if you are choosing one, that's probably going to be what you are going to want to look at. Not as user-friendly. You would go with Apple because it would be more user-friendly. What would you miss about Garmin, if anything?
1: Never charging it. And
0: So how often do you have to charge an Apple Watch?
1: Every couple of days.
0: How often do you that have to charge the Garmin that you currently have?
1: Every couple of weeks.
0: Fitbit, I had to charge just about once a week, maybe a little bit less than that. What other ones would be in the ring for you?
1: I mean, going back to the beginning, it's what like what does the tool do? Garmin for me, the pick was easy. I don't oh. like charge it. The best one it can find. It's the one I like the way how it looks, and I don't have to charge.
0: Great. So, con, not as user-friendly.
1: And Not as smart. One.
0: Apple Watches overall.
1: Overall, especially if you get a regular model, one model year old, probably the overall winner. Okay. That or the whatever, Samsung, whatever one works with your phone easily, that you like that operating system, those, they're great.
0: So that's actually a good point. So you think convenience trumps a lot of different.
1: It's also just cost. They're, well,
0: and s I think they're they're like,
1: less than half the price.
0: Less than half the price, and I think the overall point is that they they're similar enough that if it interacts with your phone and it adds a convenience layer, how much more likely are you to succeed with that yeah, tracker? Right. Okay, so if that's you can huge. use
1: it and you like using it.
0: Yeah. Right. And you already know how to use it,
1: and you don't need your phone, right? Like you have no, you don't have that dependence. It's huge.
0: It's huge. Fitbit.
1: I mean, it's not like the the Garmin has the you can smack it off the doorframe, but the other ones don't. Like Fitbits have plastic shells.
0: What are you? I walk into doorframes much more frequently. They should change this model.
1: That's probably true. but I, Mine has like nuts and bolts visibly on it.
0: Obviously, the endurance pick for most. Yeah. Apple may come to compete with that. We might see that. Give me some others.
1: People like Oura Ring.
0: People love aura ring. And you know what? I don't have any so personal experience.
1: People lose them. When they fall off.
0: I've had two people lose yeah. them. That's so funny that you I've said been, that.
1: I only know two people who have admitted to having one and shown me it. And they both have lost it at one point. Only one placed it to my knowledge.
0: Interesting. Okay. So that's interesting. I don't know a ton on the accuracy of that versus other ones. Forget. But again, like, just use the constants. Don't take it too seriously. Try to just get better. <laughs> that's really all that matters. What's the one takeaway for people if you had to pitch wearables to them and someone in passing on their way to, they had to go, they're like, hey, by the way, should I get some sort of wearable? What do you think?
1: I I break it down into categories. Do you want it to be a phone or not? That's pretty much the main thing.
0: Cool. Next question.
1: How much do you want to spend? That's pretty much it. Is, Is it be a pretend phone or not? How much do you want to spend? that's pretty much it
0: basically like how much do you need to rely on it outside of being a fitness tracker
1: yeah or want to
0: or want to yeah to the to that degree to clarify most of these things are in the same ballpark like the big name brands that we all have like talked about this entire episode you're not gonna get one that's like significantly terrible or like doesn't work like for my understanding all of the companies that we've talked about have similar ballpark data sets that they're working on
1: that's a good point you're not actually paying for the data despite going and paying for the data Mm -hmm. you're paying for brand recognition marketing and build quality
0: and just purely convenience in like the phone factor like really like that that's it so what does it look like on your wrist will you fucking wear it do you hate the way it feels does it look terrible with everything that you wear day to day like things like that actually are really the other questions you have to ask aside from what you just said i think that sums it up like will you use it like i love the idea of like a three gallon water bottle like there's not a shot in how i am carrying that shit around with me like are you out of your mind no like i love like that well the huge ass yeti that you have how many ounces is that 64 that's 64 well it seems like it should be three (laughs) gallons the thing is fucking gigantic i could put my fish in it With that being said, I love the idea of it. I love the idea of being a hydrated bitch. I'm not a hydrated bitch because I fucking buy that water bottle and I leave it at home because I hate carrying. It doesn't work. Don't buy something that just doesn't work. Like, be logical here too. We have something coming for the New Year's resolutioners. I have something. Throw your resolution out the window fucking forget about it. It was stupid. You were going to stick with it until mid-February at absolute best, statistically. So Just please like do Just like the fucking watch, statistically, that's a good point. On the counter argument of this.
1: After 90 days, more than 60% falls. It might be more than
0: 70%. Well, people still get married. So how risky are you? No, I do think they could be good. With that, throw out your New Year's resolution. You are not going to need it. We are going to walk you through everything you are going to need. I have something special coming up, and it's going to be free, so don't stress. I am going to put a complete list to everything Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals that I could find in fitness that I think are useful, whether they're affiliate links or not. Again, I do not... Specifically endorse any product so I am not backing anything. Just I'm literally just finding a list of deals. So if you're buying something anyway, make sure that it's not on the list and you couldn't be saving a bunch of money. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you in the next one. Bye guys.